0: friends welcome to another bonus episode of we're going there season three kicks off shortly but i want to pop in and share with you on the fly kind of what i'm learning when i'm learning it because i think it might be beneficial to you but let me start off with the fact that a couple weeks ago i flew to a conference i was asked to attend there were a number of speakers there, but I was the last speaker of the day and I didn't think the other speakers were going to be there. Quite honestly, I thought that they were going to like fly in and fly out. It was a one day conference. So when I arrived, it was for the last segment of the day and I was going to be the last speaker of the day. Well, one of the speakers who I saw was going to be there was someone who I have admired for years, literally over a decade. So much of my love and my passion for teaching the Word of God has come single-handedly from this man. Years ago, I would download his podcast and his sermons and I would take copious, color-coded notes. His teaching was formative and informative in my studying. Never would I ever imagine years later, I would be teaching the Word of God. Like Hand to heaven, I thought I was going to get into the art world and open my own art gallery. So that in and of itself almost felt like a miracle but never ever would I ever have guessed that I would be teaching at the exact same conference with this esteemed pastor who I valued for so many years. God has a funny sense of humor. I was getting mic'd up for my session and in walks said pastor. Now he is disarming and kind and warm and effortlessly humorous. I assumed that he was done with this teaching and he was packing up, getting ready to leave. But unbeknownst to me, he started to get mic'd. As in, mic'd up to head on the stage. And apparently, he was in the last session of the day as well. When I started putting the pieces together, I froze. I knew he was going to go before me, and secretly, I hoped that he would race out to catch a flight, or he'd be pulled away to pastor someone in great need, or be whisked away to the green room to work on his next amazing and stirring sermon. But no. After his session, peppered with poignant points of profound power... He told his host that he wanted to stay for the closing session, and he wanted to listen to me. After eavesdropping that he was staying, I tried so hard to keep my cool, but I started schwitzing. I'm not even kidding you. And I told myself, hey, this is not that big of a deal. He's totally human. He's just another person in the audience. Hey, friends, I'm interrupting our podcast for a quick moment to tell you about an amazing new service I found called FrameBridge. I've mentioned them before. I'm obsessed with them. FrameBridge makes it super easy and affordable to frame your favorite things, from art prints to posters to travel photos sitting on your phone. And with Father's Day just around the corner, this made it so easy for me because I'm framing one of my favorite photos with my dad to give to him as a perfect gift for Father's Day. Just upload your photo and order by Tuesday, June 15th for guaranteed free delivery and time for Father's Day. Here's how it works. Go to FrameBridge.com and upload your photo. Preview your item online and pick any frame style. Choose your favorite or get a free recommendation from their talented designers. The expert team at FrameBridge will custom frame your item and deliver your finished piece straight to you. Or they can deliver it to your dad in time for Father's Day when you place your order by Tuesday, June 15th. Instead of the hundreds you'd pay at traditional framing stores, their price will start at only $39 and all shipping is free. Plus, my listeners get an additional 15% off their first order at FrameBridge.com when they use my code going there see this pastor has openly stated his views of women's roles in church and leadership and is seminary trained without getting too deeply into his views let's just say that he'd question my permission and freedom in leading teaching and preaching at the level that i do and though we differ in our views that doesn't make me value his gifts any less it did however surface a feeling of ineptitude As we were preparing for my session to start, I felt the creeping insecurity that haunted me as a child well up inside of me. The ugly voice of insecurity whispered in a oh so familiar voice, who are you to do this? Does what you have prepared to say today, does does it really matter? You're not even seminary trained and this guy is rightfully going to pick apart your talk and reveal to everyone how ill-equipped you are to do this. Have you been there? Have you felt like what you're asked or called or invited to do feels far away outside of your comfort zone or maybe even your skill level? Friend, join the crowd. I quieted the voice in my mind and prayed silently for myself before I stepped onto the platform. I have to be honest with you. This was the very first time that this has ever happened to me and I pray to God it's the last, but as I was on the stage teaching the word that I believe I was supposed to share, I was saying the words that I had prepared to the crowd, but I was simultaneously talking to myself and to God. I'm not even kidding you. So I was saying what I had prepared, but I was talking to myself. I was praying in my head. I said, dear God, I am am so nervous. I'm talking about a leadership topic and a leadership concept that might feel possibly controversial to a room of this size. But I know that you gave me this word and I know that you opened the door for me. So will you not let me be intimidated, sidetracked or swayed by who is here? This isn't about one man on the front row. This is about you giving me the word that you wanted me to share with your people. So let's pause for a second because there is a term floating around that maybe you might have heard of, but it's in many circles and it's imposter syndrome. Imposter syndrome is loosely defined as doubting your abilities and feeling like a fraud. I heard a recent episode on the Jasmine Star podcast with Kat Cole. She's an entrepreneur, mogul, and overall boss. When asked her thoughts about imposter syndrome, she said a new term I hadn't heard before. She said the voice in our head is an internal saboteur because imposter syndrome makes it sound like it's rare, but it's not. We all have it. We sabotage ourselves. What is the internal saboteur? It's the voice that says, Who am I to do this? Or... Do I even belong here? Or should I even speak up because everyone else is so good? Yeah, those voices, the ones that you've probably heard yourself. Before we move forward about the voices that cripple us, I have to admit that there is something refreshingly humbling about those questions. Those questions always keep me in a posture of grace, wonder and praising God for his favor. In fact, the speaker who I so admired and also just happened to be sitting in the front row while I preached, said this phrase that rung true during his talk and it poignantly hit my soul and hasn't left me to this day. He said, stay humble or you will be humiliated because there are only two options, humble or humiliated. While those two words sound the same and they're derived from the same Latin root word, they are on opposite ends of the spectrum in regards to meaning. Humiliation is to cause a painful loss of pride, self-respect, or dignity. The opposite is humility. Humility means a modest opinion of one's own importance. Do you see the difference? The greatest difference has to do with autonomy. Being humble is an individual's choice, while being humiliated is a situation that individual individuals thrust into, sometimes by another person. While I stood on that stage, I felt a bead of sweat slowly trickle down the nape of my back. I didn't cry. I didn't crumble. I didn't break or balk. Those questions I asked myself before the stage forced me to wrestle with humility. Hi, friends. I'm interrupting the podcast with a did you know. Did you know that 30 million women are impacted by weakened or thinning hair? If you're among them, you're not alone and there's a solution. Thousands of women have taken back control of their hair with Nutrafol, with many users raving that this supplement not only transformed the hair, but restored their confidence too. Nutrafol offers two targeted formulas for women that are clinically shown to prove and improve their hair thickness and less shedding through any stages of the seasons of life. Healthier hair takes time to grow. You can grow thicker, healthier hair and support our show by going to Nutrafol.com and entering the promo code "Going There" to save $15, your first month's subscription. This is their best offer anywhere, and it's only available to U.S. customers for a limited time. Plus, free shipping on every order. Get $15 off at Nutrafol.com, spelled N-U-T-R-A-F-O-L.com. And don't forget the promo code going there. The beauty of that voice of insecurity is an earnest recognition that I'm not everything. I'm not perfect. I'm definitely not the most qualified or the most educated. But the dark side of that voice is when we let that voice convince us that we're nothing. And it's that space in between that I, when I hear those questions, I have to decide, should I listen to it? Will it stifle me or silence me? Because the questions are natural. And truthfully, I'm still relatively young and inexperienced. And let's throw into the mix that I'm also female and a woman of color. It's natural to question my authority or my relevance to a moment or a situation or a topic or leadership, but it doesn't mean I have to submit to it. I came to a point in that conference that I realized I shouldn't be afraid of that voice. In fact, I should actually listen to that voice for a moment, do some inventory, take in more of what's going on. So I'm more thoughtful about whatever I say next or do next. Like Kat Cole says, I use that voice as a tool, not a weapon against myself. In that moment of feeling less than and underqualified, two things clicked in my brain. One, I'm here for a reason. As in, like, somebody put me here. I didn't appoint myself to this conference. I didn't email the conference lead. I didn't send them my resume. I didn't ask them, hey, please bring me in to teach. And that reminder alone is enough to sometimes silence or quiet the internal saboteur. Sometimes it's just one of the things I have to remind myself to do. Hey, I didn't campaign for this invitation. Somebody put me here because they thought I had something to say. The second thing that works for me is I remind myself that I've got a job to do. I am called to proclaim the truth that has been deposited in me. If I don't, who will? What a shame to have a seat at the table and not use my voice. Now that sounds really simple to do, but it's not. It takes time and repeated development to ward off the self-doubt voices. That new monologue of reminding myself of who I am and whose I am Yeah, those two tools can be sharpened and reached for quickly when the voices begin to rise up inside. I've been told multiple times that I seem so confident, so self-assured, so unwavered by doubt. But I'll give you my secret. The inner saboteur's voice is sultry and silky and seems innocuous in her questions. So I have learned to remind myself that I didn't knock on doors. They simply open because of discipline, hard work, gifting, calling, and purpose. And what may appear as confidence is really godfidence. It's a God-given confidence. I have learned so many times that over and over that those voices will capitalize on my insecurity and keep me quiet unless I silence her with these two questions. If not me, then who? If not now, then when? Friend, I'm asking you this, why not you? I want to tell you that I ended that talk with a rousing ovation while the heavens opened and the voice of God echoed into the room, booming with these words, This is my daughter in whom I am well pleased. But that didn't happen. Though it wasn't the best or most confident I felt while teaching, God showed up and I know people's lives were changed. If I'm honest with you, it was a truly humbling experience. And though I have done so much soul work in developing my confidence and and confidence in my calling, I was painfully reminded of my fragile insecurity. It was humbling to know just how one person I've admired for years can wake up my inner saboteur and make me question my calling. But I leave you with these two perennial questions that I ask myself every Sunday before preaching and any time that I'm asked to do something outside of my natural strength. If not me, then who? If not now, then when? I love you, friend. And I hope that your inner saboteur doesn't stop you from doing what God's called you to do. If this podcast has blessed you and you want to share it with some friends, you can go ahead and share it to social media and tag me at Bianca Oltoff. If this podcast is something you enjoy, will you consider leaving a positive review and also sharing with your friends? But we have more podcasts coming your way. I'm so grateful for you. Thanks for listening.